Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being a part of Black Canvas Season 7. And I'm elated to have this guest here on Black Canvas today. He's actually going to be one of my final guests of Season 7. I know he's not aware of this because um, I'm getting ready to start Season 8 very soon. So I'm very excited to have Mr. David Frank with us. He is a Dove Award-winning songwriter with over 150 million streams on Spotify, spanning Kygo, Jason Ross, Merck and Cremont, Rome, Henry Fong, Social Club Misfits, Jeremy Camp, and more. 30 plus syncs on every major television network and streaming services, including Stargirl, World's Toughest Race, America Ninja Warrior, Nashville, and etc. Malibu's award-winning creative David Frank is stepping out of the scene in a major way with his first solo project and his music is household. Whether expressing a high, a low, or something complex in between, David's raw records hold power because of their relatable vulnerability. His ability to flow between indie, folk, pop, and rock make him a special talent whose creative net can be cast around the entire world. David aims to provide every person a sanctuary with his catalog. Life can be challenging, it can be exhilarating, and David's music is a friendly hand on your shoulder that is right there when you, with you every step of the way. And I'm just so excited to have Mr. David Frank with us. Thank you so much for, first of all, agreeing to be on the show, and thank you for being here with us today. Of course, man. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited. This is going to be some fun questions that I came up for you, David. And I always think with my guests, like, how can I keep them not only interested, but to do some fun things that we can talk about? And so if you're ready, we can kind of just jump right on in. I'm ready for it. All right. So the first one I'm going to ask you is titled Lullaby. So it might be some titles you might know. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So what song growing up that you remember listening to that helped you to get like a peaceful night's rest? And the second part of that question is what goes into your night ritual? You know, uh, growing up uh, between the ages, between the from, from the first song I heard, you know, my, my guilty pleasure is I am a diehard Coldplay fan. Uh, from the very first time I heard, you know, X and Y, I think I heard Fix You and Parachutes and that whole album. I just, that was the kind of thing, like before I was like watching even TV, I would like make my dad or mom put on a Coldplay record and it would kind of help me fall asleep. And by that, it, like, it kind of nurtured and pushed me into the way I write my songs the way I think. Um, and then obviously growing up in, with other music in this decade in the technology age, like I've listened to so many other music to help shape that. But, you know, part that music was a really good reason what shaped me, who I am, got me through my hard times and helped me get a night's rest. Now, as for the nighttime ritual routine, uh, something that I've adopted recently. Now, I still listen to Coldplay, maybe not as much, but something that I've adopted recently that some of my, you know, very healthy sleeping friends do is that... Um, my wife actually got me a gratitude journal where, you know, I start the day with what I'm grateful for. And then I do the same thing at the end, right before I go to bed, I talk about the day's amazing moments and how I could have made that day better. That takes about three to five minutes of my time. After I do that, I kind of close my eyes, take a deep breath, reflect about it. And then I'm also trying to get back in stage shape. So I do about 50 push-ups. Uh, right before I go to bed to help me knock out. <laughs> and uh, also, I guess I could say this, my I'm very blessed with good skin, but my wife thinks I need to take better care and do a skincare routine. So I just adopted a nighttime skincare routine. Now, if you're listening, I know you might be like me thinking that, you know, lots stupid, but I've seen a difference and I'm grateful for her pushing me to do it. Well, shout out to your wife. That's a great idea for sure. And I do yeah. want to talk about that for, for a minute. Like, I know a lot of people are saying like skincare routine. I think it's great because I feel like um, it also is a way of recentering yourself 
outside of just the mental aspect, like our mind, body, and spirit, we need to make sure it's all in the same, you know, page. And I feel like definitely the gratitude journal is a great way to kind of start your day. As you say, it's like bookends, the beginning and the end of the day, but then also just kind of being aware of what we put in our body. And then also how do we nurture ourselves? And that's just another way of nurturing yourself with the skincare in my opinion. Exactly. You know, you know, one of the, you know, I just, like I told you, I, I just came back from a cr crazy week at Burning Man. But one of the biggest things I took away was how to launch yourself into the present. And there's no better, I can't think of a better way to launch yourself into the present as much as self-care. And that includes like evolving and taking time to think, but also take care of your body. And being, that, that is probably one of the most best ways to launch into the present is just focusing on your health and yourself mind body and soul absolutely well david i commend you first of all for talking about it because as we said there's there's so many stigmas and i wish that we can start to eradicate that one at a time and i think like especially we talk about with men taking care of their health and especially um people of color i can speak for myself because being a person of color um that can be a big struggle of going to the doctor talking about issues being able to, you know, even just talking about like skincare, like that's something that not a lot of people just will discuss. And I feel like the more we have open dialogue about these things and, and taking care of those aspects, then we can hopefully shed a light for those people who don't fully understand the importance of doing these things for yourself. Because um, I know when you work a job and for any, many of my listeners who work full-time jobs, a lot of times you're just working just to get things done and you kind of forget about having fun in between and just taking breaks and and taking care of yourself because all all that falls into to taking care of yourself and the, the whole aspect of self-care is take time for yourself it's okay we gotta stop being dependent on being you know actually we gotta stop being you know what I'm trying to say. It's 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 time to you know when you when you need to focus on the moment and just take care of yourself. You know I still don't understand skincare. I still have no idea what the things my wife is bringing home for make me try, but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I love that we started there, and I'm glad that you're you know. But that also shows how much respect and love you have for her because she's looking out for you, and I think exactly. that's one of those things that with time we we learn more about ourselves through our experiences for sure. Yeah. All right. So my next question I have for you is moment of your life. So there's actually a phrase I wanted to talk about. It says, even on your worst day, you will be all right. In your darkest hour, I'll be by your side. So can you tell our listeners an example of one of your darkest moments in your past? And how did you persevere through it? And do you mind sharing um, who stood by you through your darkest hour? Um, yeah, Ooh, big one. Um, you know, one of my, I guess say dark, first of all, that song was, uh, written about my wife during the, uh, pandemic. She was still my girlfriend when she was just going through a rough time, you know, from have, going into this full career to stopping. And, and I just wanted to let her know that, you know, this is not the bottom. You know, even if and even if it is, you're always on the next way to the best moment of your life, and I'll and I'll lead you there. But going back to me, um, it's a it's a matter of a few things. One thing that sticks out the most is you know my grandfather passed away in 2016, which is a minute away now, but um, he was man, he was a legendary human. When he spoke, people listened. And he also was a big financer in helping me get started in music between the gear and just the trust and getting on the road. And he was like my best friend. And when he passed, it was really, really hard on me. I don't think I really shared... <laughs> honest till maybe right now and possibly with my therapist of how bad that really affected me um it's like losing a limb you know with someone who is close to you as they are and what they're able to do for you like you can't it's hard to walk with you know one leg he was like the other leg um 
And the way I got through it was just really connecting with my grandmother, his wife, and talking about how powerful he was and, and, and his voice and how he got through all the, her hard times. And my grandpa was a very successful, wealthy businessman, and they reside in a beautiful home in Pasadena. And it just, it's, it's something that still to this day, I don't know if, oops, I did the piano. I don't know if, if I'll ever be able to control a room like that man is. I can control a stage, but public speaking is a different animal. And um, here I am trying to do it right now, but I, I'm hoping that um, one day I can do that. And uh, the best way I got through it was just connecting people that were as close to him as I was and sharing memories and moments. And then also same for writing a few songs about it. <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing it, David, because, you know, the love of a grandparent is like no other. And I'm not going to get emotional because every time I talk about my grandfather, it's definitely a heart. I'm crying right now, to be honest, Dion. I'm cheering <laughs> up a little bit. It's, and it's okay. That's, that, that's, that's what being human's about, you know. And, uh, Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we can cry together. It's all good. I'm an emotional human. Absolutely. Well, David, I have like an ugly cry. Like, so we probably wouldn't get through it. <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be like, what is that noise? It sounds like a, a cat being mauled. Like, what is that? But, uh, <laughs> but I do want to share um, that I wanted to dedicate this episode to your grandfather. Do you mind sharing his name? His name is his name is Frank. And actually, the the reason I became David Frank, my real last name is not Frank. My middle name is Franklin after him. And uh, when he passed, uh, a way to honor him was, you know, and, and during that was when I was just starting back in 2014 doing this full time. And my real last name is Sandborg. Uh, it's very Norwegian. You know, it's a mouthful. No one remembers David Sandborg, David Sandborg. But I changed my stage name and my moniker and alias for all my credits to David Frank. And immediately my, my work and my success kind of skyrocketed and i think it's because the power of that name and how easy it is to remember it and i really owe that to to him you know what's going to be funny and you're going to be like this is probably a parallel that you didn't expect my grandfather's name is frank no way no it is it was frank that's alex, that, frank that's alex davis was his name uh his name was uh franklin ulf wow and my cousin goes by franklin he changed his stage name to Berkeley the Artist now, but he was actually going by Franklin. He was on a um, gospel show called Sunday's Best, and he w went by Franklin Davis at that time because um, he was. That's so it's awesome. really cool when you said when I saw your last name and I thought of my grandfather immediately, and then with he's been gone now for 19 years. It's going to be 20 next year, and it it never I always tell people it doesn't get easier with someone physically not being here for me at least. But it reminds me of what I'm here for and my purpose. And when I'm able to pay it forward for someone else, like that is me doing it in remembrance of him. And so we always talked about legacy building and what type of legacy do we want to leave behind? And one thing I always tell people like on the anniversary of his death and also his birthday is I try to either pay for some of the groceries or meet someone new and, and listen to their story um, because that's something he always did. He, he would travel around and do so many things in New Orleans and he would just never met a stranger. And so that was always my goal to not be um, a reclusive person where I don't actually speak, but I can actually engage. And so that's your way your music does that for so many people. When they hear your music, a lot of that has to do with who he was as a person. I couldn't agree more, and uh, I'm just trying to live up to the, how powerful that name was, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm doing my best. Grandpa, if you're listening or watching over us, uh, I'm hoping doing you proud. Well, I'm telling you, I think you've done an amazing job already. Just even sharing that, that's a hard thing to talk about, but it is. I really am just very proud of you for doing that because we need more transparency out there. This goes back to what I was sharing at the beginning of the episode. Um, the more that we talk about and share, um, we can start to heal in our own way, but we also start to learn how to address, you know, scenarios that are hard to address. And I think this is great for you because this might actually give you more motivation musically 
to know, hey, I got on this podcast and we was talking about my music and then it led to this. <laughs> and it's just, it's sometimes what we need, you know, especially when we're having those rough moments, rough days, or well, we just need to be able to listen back and say, wow, I made it through that. And not only did I make it through, but I actually talked about something that made me smile, even when I was going through the pain. Yeah, it, it you know, like you said, transparency, knowledge, it's all power. Um, and when you share those things at any time for any reason, serenity will be given. And I think that's a very just moving, powerful thing. Absolutely. So I'm going to do something to get us to another state so we can do something lighthearted. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting kind of deep there. Yeah, I, I love getting deep, but I love also making you laugh. So I'm going to go to our next one. This might yep. be a fun one. So Let's do it. Ghost Town. If you Ooh. have the opportunity to perform live in any town across the U.S. that you haven't been to yet, which one would you choose? Ooh, I want to perform at Madison Square Garden in New York. And I want a sold-out show. I don't know what it would be for. I'm hoping it's the band. Um, but right there. I have so many others. That's the first one that popped in my head. Because, you know, I, to be honest, and I apologize to anybody living there, New York City is not my vibe. But there is a powerful element of creative and just musical energy there that I'm still trying to understand. But if I can, if I can get to that to that level, and I know I'm, I hopefully I'm getting there, that would be a place I'd want to do it. Yes, I mean I see it happening. Put it on a vision board. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna people be screaming, dancing, throwing their clothes on stage. I'll take it all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well make sure when you actually get there remind me so i can be there i want to be backstage just to have a good oh, time you I'll will be you'll be there right there with me Jerry. all right i appreciate that that's all i'm asking i just want to be a part of it <laughs> yeah, but if, i got you if i had to choose a place i probably it's hard i'm, I'm in between two uh, one i've heard of wembley have you heard of that oh you know of course you know also yeah there, that's a good one absolutely that's one that I really would like to just, just to be there. I, I've heard of just how amazing. I love Ed Sheeran, who's one of my favorite artists. So that would be one person. If I could ever see him perform there again, I know you did in the past, that would be one. And then the- When I perform there, you'll be there too. I, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be just right a roadie the whole way. <laughs> and then the second one I'm thinking about might be, where, where was it that um, Adele performed recently? Uh, you know i don't know you know let me uh let's see it was recently she just won an emmy ashley for that performance when she did her vegas a coliseum yeah it was i think it was the coliseum i think was the name of it yeah at caesar's palace and i think it was in vegas no 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 i think it was in cal was it california check and see i I think it could have been at the at the coliseum in usc in, in l.a yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm sorry, you guys. I cannot remember off the top of my head, but I know she just recently performed there, and I actually had it saved on my DVR um, because I just love just Adele, just anything she does, but especially Easy On Me is one of my favorite songs, and I just loved seeing her perform and just share, and it you just felt like you were in an experience, and I just remember watching that, and one of her background singers, who I really love, Amanda Brown, and I hope one day she'll be on the show um i've been talking she will be she will be i i am a huge amanda brown fan watched her on the voice when she was on there and just seeing her she's been performing with adele for many years and so i just remember that experience of just seeing the show and i'm like this lady how does she sing with such emotion and and her tone and just what she conveys and you just feel like like you know her and that's that's what i love about artists especially some artists out there today it's not just about all the magic, you know, in a studio, but a real performer should be able to perform a cappella, be able to improvise, deal with distractions, and and be able to just put on a show. And I feel like hey, I couldn't agree more because you know when you're performing, anything could go wrong, and it's 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 you know the suffering only happens when you react. But how do you react to it? You know, if something goes wrong, 
screw it. Just keep going, put on a smile and sing your ass off. Cause people are not there. And, oh, I hope she sucks. But people are there because they want to have a good time. They want a badass show, you know? So just like give it your all. And that's all that matters. And I, and that's the best thing about music is people, the resilience they have, even when they're performing. Man, I could tell you some nightmare stories about performing, but we got it done and people loved it. Absolutely. And I love that. That's a great mentality to have, David. I can't tell you how many times on a podcast, like where something happened. I'll never forget. I was interviewing one person and they had like a plane that was coming over where they were. I actually, I made a joke and we just laughed. And I was like, do you live near an airport? And we just kind of laughed about it. Because <laughs> I mean, it just happens and it's just nothing you can do to control it. Um, but the one thing is, is if you become consumed by your fear of what may go right or wrong, then you, why do it at all? And I feel like fear can fuel you in such a direction where you say, you know what, this is life. And anyone who's expecting perfection, obviously, they don't understand that that's just not music. And some of the best songwriters, some of the best songs I've heard had maybe something where it sounds pitchy to the, the normal ear. But to me, I'm like, that's actually beautiful. Like if someone is singing a song and and it doesn't sound perfect, I'm like the raw the, the raw emotion, yes, and tone. I will take any day over finely tuned vocals that took hours to tune. Now people, you know, no 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 offense to those people. I do the same thing when I'm working with other artists. Like people can sing, but sometimes you want to just clean it up and make it even more beautiful. There's something about a raw vocal that really grabs you in because that's the real voice. And I'm telling you, one way or another, I think that will always win. Yes, I agree. That's what I loved about um, my favorite show, which is the reason I came out with my second podcast, um, Space Between. Um, I loved MTV Unplugged. And that was something I grew up watching. And so that's the premise of my show. The second one is to have the raw vocals, you know, someone just playing with a guitar or whatever on the piano and just having a good time. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And so for me, that just brings me back to that nostalgic, you know, era for me, watching people like Lauren Hill or watching Alicia Keys, you know, perform or Nirvana, who I just always grew up enjoying, you know. And so that that those moments just really helped shape me as as a young teenager to an adult. And I just never forget, you know, watching 106 in Park and TRL and MTV. And just stuff like that. It, <laughs> I remember all those shows, man. Those are the days. I miss that. I'm like, can we go back to Free and AJ on uh, 106 and Park? <laughs> uh, that was, yeah. I mean, I'm about, I'm about to turn 30 in November. And, uh, you know, I grew up with those shows, too. And it's just like, it was so cool just watching all the new music, you know. And now CDs. Man, kids don't know how, how cool it was oh, back man. then. It's such a... You know, and it one thing I'll say now, it's a very saturated market these days. It's, it's hard to rise above the noise, but a good product can always sell itself. So just anybody listening who's making music, just keep going, believe in your music. And I'm telling you, just help, just do the things to help rise above. Absolutely. And it kind of goes into my next question, um, which is starts with the this word weight. Um, are you normally a level-headed person? Um, and if you are, how did you develop that level of patience and being able to manage things? Oh, man, I'll tell you right now, I, I, I'm not mostly a level-headed person. It takes a lot of energy for me to make decisions. And, and <laughs> I'm a very ADHD scattered person in general. But, have there, you know, between my managers, bless them, my wife, bless her even more, and my close friends, and now you, my friend, uh, it, it, you know, Sometimes you just gotta you know, take a deep breath, step back, and breathe. Uh, and I'm doing my best every day to to <laughs> to do those things. You know, I, I you know some people call me a golden golden retriever mentality, and I'm the hap- I'm usually the happiest person in the room, and I try to bring always a good vibe. And but I'm easily distracted. But when it comes to music, for some reason, I have a tunnel vision because when I know when I want something musically, I get it done. But everyday life, I'm kind of a scatterbrain. And not that that's a bad thing. It's just, it's kind of more funny. <laughs> and I laugh at it. And uh, this, <laughs> the song Wait is um, an ode to my wife when we were going through rough things. And, and, and it was like a patience game. Uh, who had more patience? 
at the end of the day, I think she did because uh, she's still here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, and I, that could be like your spirit um, animal. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, mine actually is the turtle. Like I love turtles. Ooh, one I love it. Love turtles. Like for, and I always tell people there's two reasons. Um, the first reason is it helps you to get out of your shell, which is something that many of us struggle with. And then the second reason is that it helps me to slow down because I'm like a squirrel most of the time. Like I'm running around <laughs> and I'm just like, where am I? What's going on? But I think like when you can center yourself and with my career, just counseling in general, that can be really stressful. And so I say with the podcast, that's my way of kind of decompressing, having fun, talking to people like you on the show. And we can just have a great time. And and then we learn from each other through those experiences. So I love what the turtle represents. And I feel like that is something that hopefully people can learn from as well. And that's what, that's my spirit animal for sure. I agree. I, lo- I love that for you. I mean, a turtle is a very noble creature. And uh, just like going back, like the golden retriever is a very bright, funny, loyal companion. I am very, very loyal. But I'm also... Uh, kind of a dumbass <laughs> and uh but and, and I, I accept it it's who I am I'm a goofball to the fault um but I wouldn't change a thing because it, it just makes me who I am and that's what people love you for David like not being an ass not yeah <laughs> right dumbass no, but I'm just I said saying, like, yeah I know yeah I, I didn't want to say the word dumb <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah but I'm just saying like that is something to be in just admired for like and knowing that hey I can have my silly moments I can have my moments where we can just laugh have a good time and then when I'm serious you know and dogs have that too they have a great sense of knowing when you're going through experiences and they can be there to kind of comfort you and I know I had a dog for well over it was almost 15 years and I just remember just how much I love that animal and it's something it's something about it they just know how to support you through it and I think that's why going back to your music and that's also why in your marriage and how things have been able to work is because y'all y'all know each other it's kind of like you know can almost finish the other person's sentence or knowing when non-verbally when y'all are having a rough moment when they kind of give you your space and when to interact I mean, that's what time and animals kind of pick up on that pretty, pretty quickly when they build that genuine bond with you and you almost can just kind of give them a look and they just know, hey, I need to be here to give you that hug or just to kind of to lick your face, make you feel, you know, important, even in moments when we sometimes don't feel that way. Yeah, I'm my I got my wife uh, sidecar side thing a little bit. I got my wife bunnies for uh, her birthday and uh you know, I wish they were a little bit more affectionate, but they just run around the house and they're scared most of the time, uh, which is which is hilarious. But Oliver, this little big white bunny, he's, he likes to follow me around. But I want a dog. I need a dog. So if your wife is this week, he say he wants a dog. He needs a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Intense. <laughs> and oh you know what you can do um you can get your dog to be kind of like oh hold on i'm trying to think of how i want to word this because i don't want to say it incorrectly it can kind of mm-hmm. be hmm. i know there's, there's many terminologies for it but like with counseling it can when we talk about it where, where you take your dog with you and it can be like oh support, support animal. animal yeah yeah I have emotional support bunnies, <laughs> I can say. <laughs> For her, you know, they're like her little furry creatures, but I need a big furry fluff ball who's licking my face constantly. Someone who allows me to touch them and doesn't run away. Right. <laughs> well, that, that, well, hopefully with that, we're going to make it happen after this podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm manifesting it, man. I need a big old golden retriever. <laughs> and you can name it Buddy. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so I have another. Or Frank. Or, or Frank. Yeah, that's true. Now there we go. Now that'd be the one. You know what? That can be a great way of saying it. That I want to pay, you know, respect to my grandfather, and this might be a great way of connecting in a different way. Absolutely. Okay, there we go. See, I'm, I'm making it work for you. Yep. <laughs> so the next question I have for you: If you were given an opportunity to perform a duet with any artist, now this is living or deceased. Who would you choose and what genre of music do you think that y'all would be featured in? Hmm. 
really good one. I have a bunch. Can I name a few, or should I just start with one? I mean, let me think. You can name as many as you would like. I mean, I think the obvious one. I think since we talked about this earlier, I would sing any genre, any song on any stage, as long as I could sing a song with Chris Martin, I would make it happen. You know, um, he is a huge part of my part of my life. Uh, secondary, I think that. I would I would do anything to be able to sing a song with uh, Chris Cornell. He is one powerful vocal. He also shaped a lot of my you know hard rock days and Audio Slave and you know, all those vibes in his band music. Just so powerful. And my the other members of my band are very big, more hard rock guys, and I'm more of like the pop indie rock guy. And we balance each other out. But him, Chris Cornell, and uh, Chris Martin, and then lastly something completely out of left field but i've been really connected to his music recently and and i keep hearing this phrase everywhere i go everything will be all right i would love to do a, a duet with bob marley Ooh. that that man has affected me many times you know you know to keep it pg the first time i ever you know you know did the de- yeah, yeah. devil's lettuce i i, I, <laughs> I, I, I uh, was listening to him and and it made it that much better and um but i would do anything to sing with 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 that man wow so i'm gonna hit you left field with like i'm gonna give you four for myself just let me hear it so the first artist who i love probably more than any other artist and i just grew up listening to this person for so long will be brandy i love brandy oh yes i mean she has such a smooth texture to her voice that I feel like so many people tried to match it. And you, I mean, when, just seeing her do her own background vocals and stacking her voice, I've just never seen anything like that. Um, and the Full Moon album is an album I listen to all the time. Even all these years later, I still listen to it. So definitely Brandy would be one. I think second would be Josh Groban. I love Josh Groban. Um, you Raise Me Up was definitely one of my favorite songs. Um, listening to and after my grandfather passed I really would like play it on replay a lot and it helped me get through a lot of challenging moments I re- between Jim Brickman and Josh Groban the two people I really loved but um, Josh Groban would be second third would be Tori Kelly everyone knows how much I love Tori Kelly and I would hope one day to be able to meet her and talk to her I've seen her in concert a few times and this lady is just talented beyond talent um, so I'm I'm really excited about just where she is starting in her career to where she is now. So she'd be my oh, third. Absolutely. And fourth, it's kind of hard. I really want to cheat and, and name two more, but I'm going to narrow it down to Luther Vandross. I mean. Oh, nice. That's a good one. An amazing voice, but. Power, power, my friend. But I just love that Luther could sing the phone book and like everybody, oh, he'd start the do do do's and like everybody's like losing their mind. Like no matter what Luther did, like it's kind of like Barry White. Like no one cares. You can sing whatever it is, and you just love the voice. <laughs> you know, if I if I could name just one more because I didn't name a female singer and, and I wish I did, but you know, one person that I think we'd have so much fun on stage. We play off each other's energy, and I'm very, and I'm kind of a wild child. I feel like. She is when I'm on stage is Amy Winehouse. I I would I wow. would, her and I I think would have a playful moment dancing on stage vocally emotionally and taking the audience for a ride and I I've, I feel like I've had a dream about that before. Um, wow, Valerie is a one hell of a song and I mean there ain't no one like it. So no, David, like you just read my mind. I'm thinking you and I are more aligned than you would think because the minute you, yes, was, we are. you were just saying another person, and I was just thinking of Amy Winehouse because I was thinking of the song Valerie as well, because Amanda Brown sang that in her audition on the voice. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so that's that's when you were thinking about other people. I'm like, Amy Winehouse came to my mind and then Adele, but I'm like, I already just talked about Adele, so I wasn't gonna bring her up again. But I mean, Amy Winehouse was just amazing. And then we're her even talking about rehab, you know, her first single, of course, you know, and it just showed a lot of people about just how hard it can be just to even go to rehab and get help. And I worked in substance abuse for many years. 
and I just know how difficult yeah. that is for people. But her voice was unmatched, and a lot of people ridiculed her for so many years and didn't even know what she was going through. And it just kind of reminds me, similar to, um, like, let's use the example of, like, Chadwick Boseman. I know it's two totally different health concerns, but, you know, before he had passed, how people... One of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, my God. Love him. And I love that, of course, Wakanda Forever is coming out very soon. But it just reminds me of how people ridiculed him and with his weight loss and, and talked to him. I didn't even know what he was going through. And I just really wish we could start to show more love and peace with other people and not judge so quickly and think we know the story when we really don't know. Um, because just imagine when you know you're at the last stages of your life and then you're reading these posts and people are making fun of something that you're just trying to fight through and you're still doing all these movies just so you can leave a legacy of great movies for us to be able to keep and hold dear to our yeah. hearts. And so that was one of the most heart-wrenching things for me to know what he had gone through um but also just knowing that in the latter stages of his life that people would would turn in that direction it was just it was it was really it's, it, it, it goes back to a saying that i kind of grew up with and you know people i was the weird kid people made fun of all growing up because i was just different you know and today it's cool to be different you want to stand out back then everyone makes fun of you for being different and like it's but like don't judge a book by its cover Shutter by the story it's told, you know. And uh, people now they look at Chadwick, who I'm a huge I'm a huge Marvel nerd, so I I I love him so much. And they they don't know. And if you don't know, you shouldn't say anything in the first place. But once you know the whole story, it really changes your whole perspective. Absolutely. I, I'm, and that kind of goes into my next question. I think we can use that statement you just mentioned as like advice you would give to your younger self. I think that is an amazing piece of advice of you know if you don't know the story of what someone's going through we shouldn't judge i mean because we really don't know the toll that it can take on individuals and now of course um when i was what, what's your what, what was your question um if you could give your younger self one piece of advice what would you tell to your younger self oh um i i guess yeah don't judge a book by the cover but something that even more so i think is um really 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 important and <laughs> You know, it's funny to think about because I still do it, but it's like, it's easier said than done, but I'm starting to see results when I really put myself into the present. But comparison is like the death of the ego. You know, when you are grateful for what you have, peace is given. Stop comparing yourself to what others have, why he has that and I don't. I did the same thing, but he's going faster. You are exactly where you're supposed to be at every moment in time. If you realize that what you have, what you're focusing on, what you're running, striving for, if you just realize that what you have at that moment, peace is given. Serenity is given. Death of the ego is only with comparison. Do not let that happen to you because it, it will literally turn you upside down and make you feel like crap. And there's more so than, than, than often, that always happens in the entertainment industry. People comparing themselves to other people's success. Just work on yourself, work on your craft, hustle every day, and you'll get to where you need to be. Those are some, I mean, David, those are words that I needed to hear myself because sometimes, you know, I even have compared my past to where I am presently. And then you, you kind of lose sight of the experience of the journey it took to get to where you are in this moment. And so I, th yeah. I think that's a great way of looking at it. Like when we think of the experiences that we are yet to actually go through, we can actually take the small parts of what we're learning in this moment and use that kind of propel us to another stage in our success, you know, um, kind of level. I, I do agree with music. You're right. I mean, comparisons happen all the time. And I think people's attention spans are a lot shorter when it comes to music because people aren't really listening to albums anymore. They're listening to singles or, Sing you know, yep. short, even Podcasts. small, like 15 to 30 second windows of a song. Oh, I don't like it. Let me flip. Let me flip. Let me flip. And imagine how much money and time went into producing that record. And someone, if it doesn't get, let's say, used as a feature or as a challenge for a dance on TikTok, or if you don't have a big label backing you, a lot of times those songs will never see the light of day the way they should and so 
Yeah, you're preaching to the choir. I, I know this very well. You know, it's 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 a hard. The digital age is so saturated. It's hard to stand out. Most of these times these days, hard to say. But you know, big companies, big labels want to throw fuel on on an already burning fire. You know, mm-hmm. but I guess another piece of advice is start your own damn fire. You know, you don't need them to do what you want to do. Do the work. The, the method works. I love that. The method does work. And it's it's very similar to other careers outside of music, right? A lot of times people will, I want to work for this big company. I want to do this. And you're just another name, another number. But when you can actually start something, like you said, from the ground up, and you get to choose how much you ignite the fire and where does it lead for you as it relates to musically and personally, I feel like that's the great thing about where you are. You get to choose a lot of things and then you can still spend family family time and still find time to work where, where a lot of times when you are that big artist, you really are working for everyone else and hundreds of other families are counting on you to perform even when you're not in the right mental or physical state to do so. And yeah, I just, I love seeing independent artists and I love seeing people fight for what they want. And that's why I support that. Anytime someone is doing it on their own or they have some management, but they don't have the big management teams, I really applaud you guys because y'all are doing the groundwork so that you can actually set yourself up to a point where you can be proud of what you've released. And then you also have creative freedoms that a lot of times some of the major artists don't because they have to do based on what the label wants to actually put out. Exactly. They're, they're, they're locked into a contract, you know, I'm very lucky for the team I have, the, the publishing, the, the management, the PR, the, the assistance, the, the, what, that, everything that goes into making David Frank and Little Doom what it is, it takes a village. Um, and that's another um, thing I would say to anybody listening or younger self is uh, your vibe attracts your tribe. And you want people, you want to surround yourself with people who are not only better than you, smarter than you, but want to champion you for who you are as a person, not for what you can do for them. You know, because if they believe in you just as much as you believe in yourself, you can take over the world. You know, I think there's a better way to say that, but I think you get what I'm saying. I think you say the perfect, you need to trademark that, your vibe. (laughs) Your vibe attracts your tribe. Absolutely. Trademark that and take it, David. I feel like that yeah. is, that's a great. Yeah. I, that, I, I didn't, I didn't come up with that. I don't even know who did, but uh, that's, that's a good one. Well, I loved it. I mean, I was like, man, you're speaking to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so David, I only yeah. have one last question for you. So I'm going to combine this into Hit two me. parts. So the first part is yeah. what's next for you. And the second part of that question is, can you tell our listeners where can they find you online? What's next for me? Let's see. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, one thing that I'm very, very excited about is that Little Doom is just finished a 11-song album that took two years to make. We released our first single called Lose My Head. If you haven't heard Jerry L, please go check it out. The next single, Angel My City, one of my favorite songs I've ever been a part of is released on the 16th or at least four more singles over the next five months with the album dropping in January. Every single has a badass music video and we are playing some really cool headlining shows coming up. Um, uh, I'll just drop this one. November 10th, we're playing at the Venice West uh, headlining show. I'll drop all the ticket links and all that stuff in socials if you guys can find it. Um, what else is going on? I mean... Work-wise, that's going on with the band. Solo-wise, I have some really, really amazing collabs coming up that I don't want to say yet. Uh, I want it to be a surprise. It's been a big, big thing working for me. Time and uh, just stuff I've been working towards. Um, and also for me, I guess just personally, what next is continuing to grow growth. My soul, my health, my nurturing, my marriage, my friendships my body and just making sure that I continue the path that I've been on this last few months. Uh, Cause I really want to just change the world, not only with sound and voice, but with my, with, with my words when I'm not singing with my body, with my emotions, with my, with 
the way I live my life. So uh, overall, the overall theme is um, just to continue being the best version of myself while making the best music I can possibly make for the people that I listen. Now, what was the second part of your question? <laughs> oh, no problem. If you can tell everyone, where can they find you online specifically? Oh, where can they find me? So one thing you can find is if you guys go to Little Doom's Instagram, that's at Little Doom, L-I-T-T-L-E-D-U-M-E. That has everything you could ever find about the band. That is the same handle across every single social platform uh, that has our website with our tour, our merch, everything that we're releasing, everything that we're going to be doing, shows, all that jazz. Same thing with my solo. Uh, it is at david.frank with two Ks. Uh, anything you need to find out about what I'm doing is on those socials uh, with a link tree in it that has all the information that you need to know. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's that. Well, David, this has been such a pleasure for me to talk with you. And before I let you go. I like to tell certain guests. I don't tell every guest things at the end, but I want to make sure I tell you this because I think it's important for you to hear it. But I think that you not only have a genuine spirit and heart, but you have the passion and drive that's going to take you to places that you never thought you would experience. And I feel like as long as you continue to keep what you have been working on individually through therapy, things you're working on in your marriage and in your friendships, and remember those small nuggets and those gems of, of the impact that those people have made on you. Just know that you're making the same genuine impact on others. And if it wasn't for you being who you are and going through the challenges you face and finding a way to persevere through it and still be able to release music to people like me who are fans who really appreciate you as a person, that we wouldn't know where we were without you. And I think that you bring a lot of value to this world. And you need to just remember to keep your spirit and heart intact and not allow anyone or anything to take you away from what is meant for you because no one can take the talent away in your spirit because you are an amazing human being. And I want you to just know the more you keep fighting for what's yours and staying on that steady path to success, you're going to reach all those goals that you set for yourself. I appreciate you so much, Jerio. Uh, every word that, that hit me right in the core. And as I was, ha as you were speaking, I took a deep breath and I had a big moment, a big sigh, and I let it all in. And that's what love and music and collaboration is all about. Um, I also forgot to say uh, one thing about what's next, is, and my managers will kill me if I didn't say this. I have so many collabs as a solo artist coming up this month. I actually have like 11 songs coming out in September. It's crazy. Uh, with a bunch of different DJs. Uh, one of my favorite collabs of all time is actually coming out tomorrow uh, with my one of my close friends, Danny Olson. The song is called Firelight. It is actually about him recently losing his father. And we did we went really deep about in the beautiful beautiful song. And I'll just leave from there. Please go listen to it. But with that said, um, thank you so much for having me on, man. It was a blast. I learned so many things, not only about you, but about myself. And uh what I want to continue doing. Well, I promise you, I would love to have you back. And maybe if you're interested in the future to perform on the second show, we would love to hear you. I would love to. Done. Done. Easy. Also, I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite song of uh, of mine, either the band or solo? Or what? I, would, I was curious. Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. My actual favorite is Ghost Town. Oh, it's a great one. I, uh, I love that one. Thank you to Jason Ross for trusting yeah. me with your vision and letting me do that. You know, I actually wrote that song about in, yes. the, in the heat of the pandemic. You know, I was walking down through L.A. and just needed a walk. And it was literally a ghost town. And it, even the creeps. So I, that's what the song's about. <laughs> and the reason I chose that one, because it just reminds me of my experience um, being a survivor of Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. And oh, I just remember that experience of feeling alone and feeling like no one understood how dark and deep that experience was for me. I was 20 years old when all of this happened. So I was still yet young and trying to figure out my life. And I feel like um, as time has progressed, I've been able to use that as a lot of fuel to help me to help others. And like, it's now been 17 years since Hurricane Katrina. And I think a lot of people forget, but I mean, I lost friends. I lost a lot of my life 
in that experience. I'm and, so sorry, man. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I've, I have learned to work through a lot of it. And that's been, that's why I said with years, um, it doesn't mean it gets better all the time, but I've learned not to allow it to consume me. And so, yeah, on, on the lighter note of that, I always tell people like, I survived, I'm here. And I know my higher power had a purpose for me outside of just, you know, the path I was going down. And so that gave me a lot of confidence as an adult now to say, you know, if you can make it through those two experiences, you can get through a lot. And so, yeah, that song really, you know, hit my soul because I'm like, I can truly understand, especially people who've lost family due to the pandemic recently and all these other things going around the world. You know, it's just important to remember we need love and support. You know, you are, we are, anybody is the master of their own canvas. And it's your job to take the first brush, take the first stroke, and continue to paint what you want your life to see. No pun intended with that, your, your podcasting, but try to get a little deep there. It's like, like I said, you know, it, life is what you, is not who you are. It's what, what you've been through. And that's how you define what you want to do and what you continue to do. So keep going, my friends. Keep going. Absolutely. So guess what? I have a tagline that I use at the end of every episode. Hit me. And so the tagline is, let's remember to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Ooh, I freaking love that. I didn't mean to steal your thunder there, but no, that's I'm amazing. Glad, I'm glad you stole it because, I mean, that's important, but I love that you said that because I've been thinking, I'm like, you know, I need to add other things to it in the future, and I will definitely start thinking of revising and adding more to the tagline. But that was one day at night. I was like, you know what? I came up with this tagline, and I came up with the one for Space Between pretty quickly and I was like oh this actually means something and I when I think of something at night I write it down when I get up immediately because it it will leave my mind and so that came to me I was like oh people are going to really like this because I love that we all are unique individuals but we still have something we can paint and we get to choose what colors we use and each color can represent a different person or experience and so yeah I'm glad that you're here and David I can't wait to have you back and thank you so much I can't wait to be back of course, thank you for having me. And what a beautiful conversation. Fun, heavy, all of the things in between. Uh, it's, it's good to be human. Absolutely. Well, you have a great rest of your evening, David. And I will talk with you soon. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. All right, one. bye.